supposedly right like infinity is that the oh okay yeah so yeah. it makes the space look bigger so basically the last space this is a little bigger mm-hmm. especially compared to the last the last space was literally like a fucking closet really yeah and it looked looks big on screen yeah but it's literally like you sit down in a chair this is not much bigger but it's bigger mm-hmm. you know and we got a kitchen now and a conference room so we're yeah that's great we're moving on up in the we're world moving up yeah <laughs> Well, today I'm here with Maya Manzer. You're originally from Oregon. Yeah. And then moved to Seattle at some age. Yes. At 18. 18. Uh-huh. Oh, so you grew up in Oregon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you moved to LA. Yeah. So let's cover everything that happened in, be- in between that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's talk about Oregon. Yeah. So what was it like uh, growing up in Oregon? Growing up in Oregon was interesting because... And I think it's changed a lot since I've left. But growing up there, it was very a very conservative place. Mm. And my family was liberal. But we had to be like, I don't know. There was a fear in being liberal in a conservative space and place like that. And I had no idea when I left that it, like what the world was outside of that. Mm. Like I thought that the whole world was that conservative because- Wait, what, what part of Oregon? Bend, Oregon, Central okay. Oregon, which is now like really cool. Like it's a really cool place and it's turned into a city. And so it's hard for me to fathom that it is that now. Mm-hmm. When I grew up there, it was more of like a little town that had a very different vibe. Um, and mm. so, yeah, it, every time I go back, I have these expectations of experiencing that mm-hmm. there again. And like, I'm a part of the queer community. And so like, I totally had all kinds of fear of even coming out in any way growing one, up one there. Thing. Is there like a difference between queer and LGBT? There's like so many different types of communities. And I you just, know, yeah, like for me, I like to say, I mean, that I'm queer because yeah. like, you know, there's bisexual, there's lesbian, or you know, but I, I'm just kind of like open to. Then there's also pansexual. I don't know. Well, it you feels... like pandas, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. But pretty much, yeah. I, f- I feel like it's the. It, it explains the best of like how I feel. It's mm-hmm. just like I'm open okay. to all different. I, I don't know yeah. kinds of people. Um. And so yeah, I feel like. Because I, 
I sat on that one a long time of being like, oh, I guess I'm just I'm I'm bisexual, okay, or you know, um, and then also was in straight relationships for a really long time, um, but you know, just kind of like being an open person. It's a good question, though. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So. Yeah. When you say your family was liberal, does that mean they're like hippie or they're just like, what does it mean to be liberal in They're Oregon? Democrats. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're Democrats, I would say. Um, and so like my mom raised me with a lot of love towards, you know, um, LGBTQ plus people and also just tried to like educate me on, you know, racial issues, even though like also bend is very white Mm -hmm. as well so she she tried but it was definitely like a whole new world when i moved to seattle for sure so there was a lot of growth there and even again in la when i moved to la Mm -hmm. because it's so diverse there's just so many different kinds of people when you move to a city so was your family pretty open then when like you my family yeah came out was it like a was a big thing when you came out or was it it felt like a big thing but it wasn't my family was super supportive um the reason why it felt like a big thing though was because i feel like growing up i experienced so much hatred mm. towards people who were in the lgbtq plus community like um i specifically remember in high school there were kids that moved from out of town and they were like openly mm-hmm. LGBTQ plus and they were completely ostracized like no one would by the way I think I like saying queer better now too LGBTQ it's just so many letters (laughs) even though queer Q is in there yeah you know I don't (laughs) I don't know like a part of that community they're they're a part of that community and like Mm -hmm. they were just totally ostracized everyone made I I didn't it was just Mm -hmm. like it it was just scary. It felt so scary to be who you were because you saw, you heard, you mm. first heard how people talked about them. And then when you saw it being acted out of like how they were treated, then it made it even scarier. So I do know even a lot of people that came out after high school, but it seems like it took a long time for a lot of us, mm. like in my high school. Um, and so, but I'm I'm happy that, they're able to experience their love freely now. But is that like, so is that one reason why it's weird for you to go back to Bend? Sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and like I went last, oh, it was last May. Hey. Last May, June with my partner, Kendra. And it was so strange for me, like just openly like holding her hand or walking just freely because just having that fear that someone was going to say something or be rude or I don't know, like, I don't know if people would get violent or anything, but right. it's just the the fear is still there because of what I experienced growing up. So it was like a full 180, though? Like, how quick did you see, did you see the change in how people treated? Uh... Everyone, no, we didn't have any issues. But again, you know, I don't know. It's still, mm. it's just about growing and also letting go of those own fear um feelings of fear like inside of myself so So, and why'd you move to seattle i moved to seattle for cornish college of the arts is that still around is that the school that got (laughs) shut down (laughs) did it get shut down i have no idea i thought one of those art schools (laughs) did it get shut down i I, like don't know (laughs) (laughs) i thought it did right i I have no idea. <laughs> I can't speak on that because I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I did go for two years only, okay. so I didn't fully graduate. Um, I love all of the people that I met there. They've been a really solid foundation of my community. and just, Like you're still connected with them? Or? Yeah. Right. A lot of everyone that I went to school with. Like, yeah. And mm-hmm. were, you, were you making music in Oregon or not until you moved to Seattle? I did start, I mean, yes, a little bit, but not to the same degree. It was just like me like plunking little things on my hmm. piano because I first went to Cornish for jazz voice and Ooh. then I later switched over for jazz composition. 
So like first year jazz voice, second year jazz composition. But what makes what makes up a jazz voice? Is it just the way of singing or what? It is. It because okay. there's either classical or there's jazz voice that you can okay. like those are two different departments that you can take. And like if you think about it, those two voices are quite different, yeah. right? Um so yeah, like jazz voice is should do be the bop bow. Yeah, I mean they're trying to teach they they do try to teach you like this is proper scatting. I was like, I think you gotta like mostly just have the right feeling. Mm. Yeah, like that's most of it. <laughs> they're like, you must wait and then scuba to bop. You know what I mean? Like and you're like now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, now you can scuba bop. <laughs> like now it's fine. Yeah. And whereas classical voice is so proper, mm. it's very proper technique stuff like op does opera fall under yeah okay yeah exactly i was like i don't want to do that yeah yeah like awesome for those who are like super into singing like that but um that wasn't my didn't yeah. feel like my calling so what made you decide i feel like that's a that's a big step to decide to actually go to school for yeah. art right yeah it is i mean i have loved singing and been into singing since i was like Oh my god! I don't. I I could get out of preschool nap time hmm. when I was four because I was like, "Ooh, I can go sing to other classes," <laughs> and I couldn't sleep ever. Still can't. Um, so you know, it was really really nice uh, for me, and I also kind of like knew then that it was like this magic trick, and it was something that I just became so completely obsessed with, mm -hmm. like and have been my whole life. And so, you know, when college came around, like I either was going to go to college for like civil rights to study like civil law, mm -hmm. or I was like going for music. <laughs> That's a hard choice <laughs> I <know>. there. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for music. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I did only go for the two years because I was like, I feel like I just need to get out there and do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just need to start making the music, doing the thing, not be like, I don't know, $100,000 in debt. <laughs> so if you there's know? only two, then you only got 50 years. Right. <laughs> exactly. So you didn't release any music until you left or were you Until least... I left Cornish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't release music until I left Cornish. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, so what did you learn? What did you like? What skills from Cornish do you use in your art currently? In my art, mm, I feel like I had to let go of a lot of all of the theory brain mm. after art school. I'm not gonna lie, because my brain was so overloaded with like, this is right, this is wrong, this is blah 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 blah. Like, and just like not think about that anymore. It does like I can literally just write a song in C major and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have to not everything has to have a jazz chord, you know, like or something like well, a seventh chord. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. So it's like I think I I had to let go of that a little bit after school. I got a little burnt out. Um, I learned so much in those two years. It was great, but I did have to kind of release that because I like making pop music. Yeah. <laughs> so would you recommend that for other artists to go to school? It's helped me in other ways, um, like in other career avenues and like, because um, I do also do some composing, mm -hmm. and I'm composing for a film right now, which oh, is really wow. Can you tell awesome. us, is it a, what film? It's, it, so it's one that's like from 1921. I'm getting to redo all the music Ooh. for it, which is super exciting. It's this super old um, silent film, uh, Mary Pickford film. I don't and know, who's Mary Pickford? She's like this famous silent film actress uh, back in the day. You're like, I, you, I yes. felt like I was supposed to know her for, I guess I am I supposed some to know Some people her? will, oh, okay. some people will. Not everyone does, it's okay. It was some Mary Pickford fans out there. <laughs> there I guess there are, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's, been really really special and cool because it's like was also directed by a woman mm. and that's kind of i don't know it's amazing for mm. that long ago like yeah. that it has a female director written and directed by a woman's full feature length film wow yeah this is really fun and how'd you how'd you get into that um just words and people being like oh you do these things and you know i i also 
um, I'm starting to produce more and, and things like that. And it just, I feel like it was one of those things that fell into my lap wow. a little bit. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. what was the first, so you left school. I know. And then. Got somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> that's great though. No, we're, we're yeah. all, that's the, the best podcasts are everywhere. <laughs> and then we just wrap it up in a tight, sometimes it's not even wrapped up, you know. Yeah, it just, it just ends. It just <laughs> ends. <laughs> so. You left school, and then how long was it until you released like even a single or anything online or anything? I think it was literally the very next year, mm-hmm. maybe less. Okay. Oh my god, probably less than. Um, it was such a learning curve, like working with a producer oh so you found producers during that time yeah like i um i worked with my friend that i met at cornish and you know like looking back now i'm really glad it was like my first little thing and um it got me into sound off like back in the day and that was that was really i saw the interview yeah it's on youtube guys check that out (laughs) tiny i feel like i was such a little baby back then like just bright-eyed and you know it's it's interesting um to think back on on that and that process and like how i go about it now Mm -hmm. it's just who was the who was the producer his name is sean bulkley is he still around yeah i he must be i i don't know i haven't talked to him in a long time dang yeah yeah shout out sean sean bulkley buckley oh buckley yeah uh-huh shout shout out sean buckley (laughs) Wherever he is. Yeah. Yeah. That was like my first EP that I made. And, you know, it's weird to listen to it now. And what's the name of that EP? First Words. There we go. Yeah. I'm going by like numerical order. So like first EP was First Words. The second one was Second Skin. Mm. This next one will be Third Degree. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been, it's fun to like, it helps me to create the worlds. Yeah. And I have it in that way. That's awesome. Yeah. So what were you doing? Were you like, were you working during this time once you left school or how, how was that for you? Yeah, I I was working. Did you have like fun jobs or were they like just to pay the bills? Or? I. Well, how'd you make that? Fa- that was a crazy phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was working jobs that I didn't really want to work, yeah. but I did have, I did start one. I guess that was Pretty soon after I left Cornish, I started working and teaching music lessons as well. And then that's been like continually been a really amazing source of income nice. for me. And especially in LA. Mm-hmm. So you released, you had some jobs, yeah. music composing. Uh-huh. You released a project. And then did you ever like join the Seattle music scene and like work with artists and do shows all around? Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I I feel like the Seattle music scene was very formative to my music and even like still what I create today and and the Seattle music scene, but like literally just the landscape and the vibes here is very like imprinted on me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like what what a uh, genre of music did you connect with in Seattle? Because there's not really a huge are you? Would you say you're like pop type? You said I you like. I guess I'm in pop, but I feel more like alternative pop okay. or like um. Like psychedelic pop. That's an interesting term, psychedelic yeah. pop. Maybe like. I think actually, because you're like very spacious with your yeah, music. Yeah, or like ethereal. Ethereal. I've been calling it art pop. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. a heavy? Is that a genre, or is it? You make that one up. I've. I don't see it when, you know, when you look up online, like art pop. Oh. I have to just go with alternative pop. Okay. Um, but I feel like it's art pop. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do you know, who, who else would you say is like art art pop? When I think of art pop, I think of, who is that guy that painted the Coca-Cola can? Oh, Andy Warhol? Andy Warhol. I just think of yeah. Fucking- yeah, I can see that. Art pop. Literal art pop. Mm, yeah, literal art pop. That's that's the style of art. Um yeah, pop art. Pop art. Yeah, yeah. Um I feel like my more recent stuff 
is really ethereal and dreamy. Mm -hmm. So it's because my EP before this is pretty dark. Second skin. Yeah, second skin is pretty dark. <laughs> it's not a funny ass joke. <laughs> you can name your fourth one foreskin. <laughs> That'd be a great title. Oh my god. <laughs> hmm, uh, I'll have to think about that one. <laughs> Okay, so it was dark. It was super dark, yeah. Dark place and time for you? Yeah, you uh -huh. know, like, and I was living here. No. <laughs> and it's it, it just, like, feels natural sometimes to make, like, that dark, really moody music like living grunge. up here. Yeah, and, um, like, all of the rain is partly why I sort of had to leave. It's just mm. I was too depressed. Is it that much different than Oregon, like the weather? Yeah. Really? Well, Bend, Oregon is the high desert, so it's really uh. sunny. Okay. It's really sunny there. So yeah, I, yeah, the rain. I love it. And then it started to get a little too much after mm. several years. So Interesting. I think when you grow up here, you don't mind it. But then if you move here, you mind it. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. really care that much. Yeah. Like it sucks. <laughs> like it's rainy and I don't want to slip. You don't or want like... to slip. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to fall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. That's the most embarrassing thing. Slipping. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's like we... all those metal grates too yes. on the hills, and you'll just like ski slide down them oh for a second. <laughs> your life this... flashes before your eyes. <laughs> yeah. I saw this guy like having an umbrella, and he's this was like a couple months ago. He was walked over a grate, and he was holding <laughs> an umbrella, and he just fell backwards. <gasps> the umbrella went flying. Oh my god. It was craziness. Forest fear. Yeah. It's yeah. just embarrassing. But mm. I don't know. I'm not really, I don't think the weather really affects me i think yeah. the people affect me here more than i feel like i connect more with people that move to seattle versus the people who grew up in seattle to be interesting yeah. why do you think that is i don't know man i think people are very clicky here and i thought it was the people describe the music as clicky but i think the people people here are just pretty anti-social unless they're in their own little in their little clicks. bubbles yeah so i think i connect more with people who move to seattle or like oh. or even this is to get a little deep. Yeah. Well, not deep. I don't know if deep's the right word. To pr to prove what I'm saying. I think I don't know what the right word I'm looking for right now. But basically like friends who like grow up here in Seattle, right? Uh -huh. Their families may not be originally from Seattle. And I still connect with them better versus people who are like been in Seattle for like generations. Interesting. Whatever that means, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Or like my family's not even from Seattle, I don't think originally. Mm -hmm. Well, no one's originally from Seattle. You know, but like multiple generations. Like yeah. most people I connect with are, haven't been here for multiple <laughs> generations. So I don't know what that is, but I don't know. That's interesting to me. And I think when I come back here from LA, it's the people, like I miss a yeah. lot of the people. Really? Here. Yeah, really? I do miss the people here. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like I have friends here that will forever like have my back or like but that's like, not the people i mean the people like, like the people people like seattle lights like mm. like for example at my other studio was in green lake very peaceful area right there's a couple homeless people like near the freeway entrances but we don't talk about those guys but basically mm -hmm. um like everyone's walking their dog all the time there's like this one like preschool where like the teachers walk like the preschoolers and they all have like the little like rope thing like leashes mm -hmm. and there's like 10 like tw 10 or 20 like little kids just walking along the streets like it's just like a very peaceful area a lot of stuff happening but like if you walk by and try to wave to someone or like compliment their like outfit or their dog or whatever mm -hmm. they just get like they're like offended you know what i mean and that's, that's green lake and green lake is mm -hmm. a nice peaceful place in my opinion you never really hear about craziness happening. Like offended or totally confused? Maybe both. They're like, they're like, wait, someone's talking to me? Or they like <laughs> look think? away. Or like if you try oh. to smile, they're like, look away from you. Or... Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know if the, I don't know if the people, the specific people mm. or like, I don't know, when I was in Canada, this was like two years ago, but when I was in Canada, just like the people I thought were nicer. 
mm. from where I was. But at the same time, I was at a fucking rave and maybe a lot of people were on drugs. <laughs> maybe that's, maybe that's gonna... what it, that could be part of it. <laughs> well, also but like also... the downtown people were cool too like that. I don't know. But you like you like Seattle, the people? The people of Seattle, the, C- the Seattleites? God, I mean, I guess like my... My understanding is just like, maybe I feel like I really did make a lot of friends in the music community. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like maybe I have just a whole different um, experience in some ways. And also like moving here for college yeah. and like all the friends that I made through that. And so there's like the whole community within that. Right. But like, I could imagine and see how if you came to Seattle, just like, number one, if you just came to Seattle, like yeah. not even for school but or anything, I feel like it might be kind of difficult to make friends. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. That's that's really interesting to hear from someone like, in to hear from you like in that regard of like, yeah. that you connect more with people who move here. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I do feel like there's a lot of, I mean, there's got to be like, isn't it proven that Seattle has like a high depression rate though? Yeah. I don't know why though. I guess it's the weather. It's the the weather for sure. But really, I don't know. I I just don't, I really don't think of the weather. It's a nuisance at times. Like I said, I don't want to slip or like drive my car off. Like I live in the woods, so there's a lot of like crazy back turns and Uh stuff and like, when it rains, I'm like, today, I was like, oh, shit, I don't want to take this corner too fast and fly mm-hmm. into a tree. But I'm not like, oh, fuck this Dude, weather. I don't know. When when I lived here, in the time that I lived here, it got real bad for me. Maybe it's because I've never seen the sun. So I don't <laughs> maybe? <know. laughs> yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I just don't know what I'm missing I'm out just, on. <laughs> okay. Well, because like, I lived here for s- several years and then moving to LA, at first I was still a sad little creature. Like oh. I was so sad. And I was like, it's sunny outside. It felt like it's like mothering me. Yeah. And then finally just something clicked and changed. And I was like, oh my God, I can be a happy person. Yeah. Like hmm. I can be a happy person and I can make cute songs like that are cute and not like. Ethereal? Well, they're still making ethereal. Ethereal, but ethereal is not sad and dark. It's still like. Really? No, ethereal is like like fairies or like mermaids like that's what i think of ethereal i think of it like more oh yeah like um what about who's a good like okay caroline polachek is do you know who that is Mm-mm. oh she's like a major like a, i'd call her ethereal pop what artist. is that what is that noise that dragons make you look you know like <laughs> You know when I like, yeah okay you like that sounds more like you know like when a epic when you're like reading a book or something and it says the dragon lets out an ethereal noise is ethereal what, is it ethereal or utter I don't know a guttural like I don't know I don't think there's any g sound. no ethereal we should look up what ethereal means after this or look it up wait let me yeah let's see it come on okay ethereal I feel like ethereal means. I thought it meant like ominous and space spacey, but I could could be wrong. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> this is really funny. The it the ter- okay ethereal means extremely delicate and light oh. in a way that seems too perfect for this world. I didn't honestly know that was the definition. That's and then I was thinking of some scary ass like dragon. A dra- <laughs> You know, I was hearing like angel sounds or like something that sounds more heavenly. That's what I imagine ethereal sounds. Oh, so like maybe like like, maybe if like dream pop. Yeah, dreamy, like very. Yeah, exactly. Okay, dreamy. That's that's a really good word. Dream. I know. I know. Dream pop's a thing. Yeah, I don't feel quite on the dream pop scale. Okay, like because I'm like more of a big, powerful vocalist. Yeah, like Um, ethereal. Dude, I I honestly like I'm always trying to figure out what is the genre of things. It's like my worst nightmare when people are like, "So what's your genre?" I'm well, like, we don't need to be any boxes anymore. Right? I'm like, do We're I just... really? Need... I'm about to tell you five different genres, and like <laughs> you decide Hell if you yeah. want to listen. Um, yeah. Wait, so what what people did you connect with in 
I don't mean like specific people, just like people, like what artist community were you part of in Seattle? Was it like bands then? Because like when, when I think of yeah. Seattle's music scene now, I think of just like hip hop, bands, and then if there's any other genres, they kind of just figure their way into either one of those. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the newer generation of artists who came up during the pandemic that don't even realize there's a Seattle music scene. And oh. then they just like make music in the room and maybe some of their friends make music and then they just kind of see what happens, you know? Oh. So I've been kind of going on my way to try to find those type of people and bring them into the music scene. Uh-huh. Not saying the music scene has like all the answers, but I feel like it can lead you in the right direction. Yeah. Like I spent a lot of time kind of figuring out how, because there's not really a lot of podcasts in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So I, I spent a lot of time figuring out like how to make a podcast on my own and now that I know how to make a podcast I'm a podcast producer and I'm able to like speed up like like when I first started the podcast like I didn't have like any video or anything and it was just like actually I kind of lucked out on some of the resources because I was working on a radio station so I was able to use the radio station and mm-hmm. stuff like that but for the most part I was kind of just figuring things out but now that I'm a podcast producer I can give people tips on how to do things faster and all that and then now that I you know when I'm not now that I now that I'm like I'm not trying to use the word now. Because I interview artists also and mm-hmm. I've interviewed people from like mixing, mastering, bands, comedians, rappers, all that. Right. Now I'm able to connect other artists with those other resources of people I've interviewed, you know. Mm-hmm. So with that, but basically what I'm saying is I just see like in music I kind of just see hip hop bands and then there's like other professions like, you know, jazz and comedy and things like that yeah. but overall my question is where, where where did you fall into that where did I fall into that or like who did I connect with yeah man it, it felt like it was a very wide sphere I must say though that I didn't feel like I knew many artists that were doing a similar thing to me mm-hmm. um that felt more sparse um that's a good word yeah sparse it was like so like planning shows or putting shows together was interesting in mm. that way of like what what lines up the best with each other. Um, but I don't, I was just always trying to, I don't know, like be friends with everyone in a way. Yeah, um, yeah that's that's kind of how I felt about it. I was, though, struggling with a lot of depression while I lived here. Uh, <laughs> so wait, when did you move? I left in 2017 is when I moved to LA. And how many times have you been, been back to Seattle since then? Well, man, there was like the whole pandemic. You were here during the pandemic? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> no, that, so that like, like that, that like cut things <laughs> that cut things down. I'd say um, of like how often I could come back, um, which was so weird. Pandemic felt like so much time, but like a non-time. Like what is time after the pandemic? It felt it seems so, so strange. We're still in a pandemic, but it we're feels still like so, there. It feels like so long ago when it really affected. I don't know. Yeah, no, I we are still in a pandemic. Yes, but it. This the lockdown portion yeah. of it is like that feels like a long time ago because it was it was fucking two years ago. <laughs> I feel like it's just been like we were experiencing it for so long of just and the lingering feelings of it of like feeling like we needed to hide inside. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, actually, maybe that's, that's very what I true. Mean. That's very. The, there was the real pandemic, and then there was the pandemic in our minds. <laughs> Dun 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 dun. Exactly. And then some people were stuck in Seattle. And then yeah, what was that? That must have been to me like living in a sunny, amazing like paradise like space during Mm -hmm. the pandemic was amazing. Wait, but it was fucking. There was like fires and crazy fires, riots, and there was wildness. There, there was wildness everywhere. But like people like there was a huge migration of people leaving L.A. So like there how- was, but it was still at least sunny outside. Really? Like, that that that's and matters warm. that weather matters that much to people. It matters to me, I guess. I guess I don't think does. you're alone. I think I'm like I don't I don't really I, there's a lot of things I don't associate with happiness. Like I don't associate smells. with. I don't like have you don't get any memories from smells. And some people are like, God damn it. That's wow. mama's cookies or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't there's not a single scent that uh-huh. 
like I relate to with anything. So like if I lo- if I if I ever got COVID to the point that I lost my smells, I probably wouldn't even realize. You know what mm, I mean? Like, really? I just don't. I don't. I'm happy I have a nose, right? Right. But I don't know. And then weather, because I've grown up in like a blank canvas where it's just mostly white. I don't really. <laughs> I don't really have. And I'm like, oh wow, this, today it's yellow outside versus white. <laughs> oh, today's dark, dark, dark black. Or I don't know, dark gray outside. I don't know. I just. It's just weather and just smells to me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. For me, it it definitely affects me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And did it affect you when you were growing up, like in Oregon? Could you tell you were happier when it was like a sunny day versus a cold? Well, Oregon, it was like generally it's so sunny. And so mm. I, en- I enjoy like one-off rainy days. Like I love them in not L.A. Like, not like seven months though? Weird. That's really strange to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One off rainy days, like, oh, it's rainy and it's cozy. Oh, this is nice. But don't you want to like... just be cozy forever? <laughs> <laughs> I will n- get nothing done. I will get nothing done. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, so maybe that's what I'm saying is like maybe in L.A. I feel like I'm very productive. And you moved for music. or I what? did move for music and just expanding my career in many different ways and i will say it has done that even with there being a pandemic in between but you were there for like three three years years. yeah but like i feel like the first few years is you're still trying to build up a community you're trying to understand the music scene there Uh, it takes time it takes time i think it does how would you describe like the music scene in la when i was working with when i went down last year for my my tour it was also I interviewed solely like I interviewed one comedian, but the rest were like hip hop artists. So they were talking about how there's like like an underground hip hop scene, and then there's like you know just the average artists that tour throughout L.A. Mm-hmm. And then because L.A. is like a music hotspot, a lot of those big artists, including like a Drake or someone, will come down to the underground shows to see what's like popping off, and maybe bring some of those artists up to like main stages or whatever the situation is. But like. I guess there's so mi- so much art going on. I feel like everyone has a different experience on what they think a music scene is in L.A., right? Yeah. I mean, there's it's tricky because there's totally, like, local music scene yeah. and, like, similar to Seattle of, like, groups of people, like, we're all friends and we all know each other. And then it's about, like, once you take that other step into the next um caliber i guess i would say Mm. which is like but that when when you're into that step you're getting like national more national recognition and success right so i feel like there's like different levels and they're very clear in la whereas here in seattle it seems a little more a little less clear like you can get big Mm. in seattle but then nobody knows you outside of seattle why is that but like in la if you're getting big in la people know you outside of la and how do you get big in la is it from certain shows or certain cosines or i feel like i feel like it's all of the above (laughs) certain shows and um you know working and collaborating with a lot of different people and who's representing you Hmm. um yeah. Like a manager? Or what do you mean by like representing? Even just someone who's, you know, like who's your publisher. And if they're like helping you to write songs or work on songs with like other artists um, and just like your own networking, mm. you know, getting out and meeting people. And is it easy meeting. to network in L.A. or is it kind of is there like a bump there, too? I I was I mean, yeah, I'd say it is. Mm. It depends on your attitude. Right. Um. And like maybe not going into it with just like only business mindset. Mm. Like like it's also like, OK, let's make something like pretty. Or if you want to just have a coffee, that's cool, too. Like I, I feel like that's been the better approach for me because it doesn't always have to be about like, oh, how can I one up myself? How can I like it? That's never seemed to like really work out. Mm. Um. It's more like. Let's just hang out. I had a really good conversation with you, you know. That's that's kind of how I like to go about it, I guess. 
And it's natural. Does it get you me. further, do you feel like? Or do you feel like if certain people are just like straight to the point hmm. in LA, does that get them farther ahead or how does that work? Or is it just different for everyone, maybe? I think it's different for everyone. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel like since you've moved to LA that it's been like an upwards trajectory or have you plateaued at all or? Um, I mean, due to the pandemic, sorry about that. No due worries. to the pandemic, I will say that it felt like there was a bit of like a, a plateau period because even though there was growth in other ways, it was still like, okay, can't really budge. I'm having like, I don't really want to make songs over zoom mm-hmm. you know i'm like I, I don't know i'm trying it's it's kind of it was kind of weird it was a weird time so like things were really rising or feeling like they were rising up yeah. um and then all of a sudden it felt like and so now that you know things are starting to get back to normal again i'm feeling the climb again but it's kind of like it was like put things on a pause yeah because of that time um and yeah what did you do during like the two years well i also like run my own business of teaching like music lessons from like all ages or a certain Mm -hmm. age like all ages yeah and so that was like completely stacked the entire pandemic which is great Mm. Um, people weren't like afraid like was it was that in person too or was that no it was all online was that easier or harder I got real good at it. Nice. I'd say I got really good at it. I even like got to live in Hawaii for a time. What the? Yeah, heck? for two months I lived in Hawaii with my girlfriend, and I taught the music lessons from this like beautiful coffee farm. Ah. It was amazing. Um, and she painted a mural on mm. the side of the. Oh, so she's an artist, also. Yeah, she's wow. an artist. She does like production design, um, for film sets and TV. Yeah. I don't, I think too, like since meeting her, I've also started to like gain a whole new community of people that work in film, Mm -hmm. right? Or like design sets and are working in the art department of film. So like that's, that's been cool too. It's just like, the longer I stay there, it's just grows, Mm -hmm. right? Of really interesting people. Can she help you with like, sets for music videos or anything yeah we worked on a music video that i want to release Mm. but i there's a lot of squinting going on because i (laughs) i want it to feel done it doesn't feel done you just feel ethereal is it ethereal i keep (laughs) on ethereum (laughs) it needs to feel like ethereum (laughs) um yeah uh it's it's almost there is it is it cool dating like another artist or is that weird? I, I love I love dating another artist that is not in my same type of Ooh, artistry. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Versus maybe it might be more different. Like I can look I've at I've dated so many musicians. Look at like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Like those are two in the same genre. Maybe that's maybe that's why I don't. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think from my experience, I think dating another Love being friends with other musicians. Dating another musician was difficult. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good breakup songs probably, right? Oh yeah. Lots of made yeah. made for lots of great breakup songs. Um, you know, I've warned some of my exes in the past, like uh-uh. I'm about to put out this song. I was really upset. Like, cause I'm friends with several of them now, you know, in oh. the past. But it's like, I'm about to put out this song. I was upset when I made it. Don't take it personal, but it's a good song. <laughs> and the world needs it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hell yeah. So mm-hmm. you just recently released two songs. Mm-hmm. March. Was March? Yeah. Two months ago now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just feel, I feel I like know. we're still in March, kind of. I know. Oh. I, I was saying the other day, I was like, it feels like February was yesterday. Yeah. Okay. That's weird. It's just strange. Anyways, yeah, I put it out March eleventh. Shine. Nice. Mm-hmm. Is that a? Is there? Are you like weird about? No, I guess not weird. Do you like certain dates for like songs to be released on, or is it just whenever you? I so I study astrology as well. Uh, so when like the moon and the sun connect and the waves of the ocean, and then it makes sense for that certain song to be out on that certain time. Yeah. 
and then the trees blowing. pretty much pretty much yeah that's that's perfect in a nutshell <laughs> it's that but um i i am really interested in all of the specific alignments and the numbers and um oh it's cool so it it if anything, it's just helped me pick dates faster rather oh. than like lingering and being like, oh, when, when, should, when should I put it out? Like instead, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good day. The moon's nice. Okay. Wait, do you know Tiger Lily? With what? Tiger Lily. Who's that? Uh, she's from Seattle and then she moved to LA and she has like a PR company called 10th House. Like oh, the, cool. Yeah. You don't know Tiger Lily? No, I don't. I, Why? I, yeah. I, I feel like you guys would know each other. That's interesting. You got to yeah, make I a would... connection there. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I'm guessing these are two. Could you release two singles? Is that is it leading? So it's leading up to a project, or yeah. <gasps> wait. So the second one. Wait. So the first one was Shine, and then what was the second? The second one I just released last week. It's called I Know. Ooh. And man, that's probably one of my favorite songs I've ever made. Hell mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And why is that? It's so. It's ex extremely vulnerable. I was definitely scared to put it out um, at first, but I also knew I had to because it's like basically it's, it is a darker song. Uh, it's on the darker ethereal spectrum. Mm, got it. <laughs> Ethereum, <laughs> the darker Ethereum spectrum. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's um, it's about this is gonna get deep, but it's okay. about when you are in a relationship with someone and they um, are suicidal and you are the only one that knows that you are the only person they're telling that to. And like, what do you do with that information? Like, how do you help them and the feelings you go through of like wanting to save them and just wanting them to be okay. Um, but you can't, do it you know mm. you can't be that person who saves them like they have to save their themselves mm. in a lot of ways right um and you know take charge of their life and um so the song is very much about the struggles of that but then at the end so it's dark this whole time and then at the end it takes this total sonic shift that goes into super epic like uplifting and the chords change with the same melody but the lyrics change to being like actually i learned a lot from this experience and now i know who i am and that i can move forward right instead of feeling like i'm being pulled down but you know had to leave the relationship in order to get there hell yeah yeah Still. Uh-huh. Are you gonna be performing that? Mm-hmm. Oh. I will. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're you're about to actually let's save that for a little we have more to talk about. <laughs> so basically this project, do you have like a date for it at all yet? Yeah, I'm deciding that right now. But I think I'm going to put it out in definitely it's coming out in June. Probably just gotta check your zodiac calendar or something. Yeah, I've been like considering pushing it just a little longer, but I also just want to get it out there. Yeah. I Wait, don't know. Have you, so have you been writing at all during the pandemic? Or is this, are these songs like the only songs you've been, well, I guess you're releasing a project, so you've been writing. Well, I've been writing. Did you writing, take a break, though, for a little bit? Or? It was in, It was oddly difficult to write during the pandemic. I yeah. have no idea why. But I talked to a lot of friends who felt the same way. Like, mm. it was difficult to yeah. write new music. There was no, I don't think there was any, like, is this the right word? Magnum opus, you know, like like I don't think anyone had like their magnum opus album during the pandemic. Mm. Like their like epic, like full day debut album. Like, like kind their of best thing. album of like no one released fucking I don't know the lemonade during the pandemic or something. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's some good projects, but I don't know. I don't know. I like Tyler's project a lot, but that was that's not his best project well, in the world. Well, didn't, like, Olivia Rodrigo put out her album during the pandemic? But is that, like, the album that changed the entire world? Like, Thriller changed the entire world, right? Or, like, hmm. Lemonade was pretty fucking big. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel like I because there was... I need to think was, about it. Yeah, there was just so much time that I feel like 
I don't feel like anyone, I don't know. Also, Kendrick Lamar's album's coming out. That might be crazy as heck. And he hasn't, yeah. So I have no idea. But I don't know. I didn't feel like, I didn't, I just didn't see or anyone, hear anyone really talk about like, this is my best project ever because of the pandemic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, because of the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. The pandemic, it was, it was a super interesting time. What I ended up doing was I was just working on producing the songs that I'd already had before we went into the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I don't know. So how do you, how do you connect with artists? Do you fe- do you feature or have features or? Oh, do I feature on like other people's tracks yeah. and stuff? I've done that a little bit, yeah. Or like, um, right now I've started producing for other people, mm. which has been really fun. Oh shit! So you're, you're getting yeah. up there in your production skills, though. I'm getting better. Hey. I'm getting better, and the pandemic really helped <laughs> with that. I'm not gonna lie, like. I just hunkered down and I started just producing stuff. What, what software do you use? Um, I use Ableton. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you have like the slide thing at all? Or is it the push? Is it the oh, the push. I do, but I'm, s- and I should just like start using it more, but like I'm super weird and I love to just like hand manually like automate everything. Really? I don't know why I do it to myself, honestly, but there's something about it that's like, maybe sickly satisfying about like <laughs> like I don't know I feel like a mad scientist yeah so um maybe I, there could be a way easier faster way but just go so much easier <laughs> so much easier but for me sometimes too I think I like just like putting them in random spots like putting the beats in random spots that like you know, generally, I'm like, okay, I know where one, you okay, know, one, yeah, two, yeah. one, th- two, three, four. Like, I know where that can like all line up together. But I like seeing what happens when I have a slightly more random approach, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and seeing like when I just write it in, it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So, what are you have you been producing music that's different than the music you make? Then, like, is it like a different genre? Like, are you producing like hip hop at all, or? Mm. Mm, not really producing hip hop. No, I'm still trying to get better at my beats. So it's like more... I really like making the music aspect, like, um, like the harmony and the um, like composing the backing music. Mm. So I'm still trying to get better at my beat structures for sure. But it's it's coming along. And yeah. do you, do you write for people at all? Hmm. I was starting to do that pre-pandemic and then it kind of, I don't know, things mm. got weird. It was like, I was just starting to do that in February of 2020 yeah. and then pff, it was pff. like, yeah, it was like everything's on pause. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, like that, I would love to do it again though, starting to write for more people. And do you have like a manager or like are you on any label or anything? Um, or? I did. <laughs> For both, mm-hmm. I used to, and I honestly am just, I'm not in any rush until it's the right person. Yeah. Yeah, because it's really, really shitty when it's not the right person. Shit, I bet. Damn. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's just not worth your time. It's not worth your money when it's the right, when it's the wrong person or it's someone who like, acts like they believe in what you're doing and then they don't oh shit it's not or they don't understand you it's not cool it's just like not worth your time they're not ethereal ethereal what is it they just ethereal enough (laughs) ethereal ethereal i was so close you're so close it's okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know it's just it's it's one of those things it's got to be someone that really understands what i'm trying to do yeah mm-hmm. well, it seems like you got your stuff together you're about to perform yeah bell down bloom i know i'm really excited oh. i'm excited i'm nervous but i'm mostly excited wait do you know all the do you know like the artists performing at all like personally at all or is yeah several of them um yeah like i know them oh yeah i've had them yeah on the how do you know them that's so funny like, i know how do you know they're them? called them but... they are called them the band them <laughs> um crazy enough i've taught many of them wow. music lessons. that's so funny yeah 
and they're so sweet. I'm so excited to see their band perform, and they're on Friday too, which is awesome. That's awesome. And um, Biblioteca, there are some of my friends, um, as well as Ariana Debu. I'm so excited to see Ariana. Um, we went to Cornish together too, oh, wow. so it was like it's really exciting to see her like finally putting out this music and stuff and doing her thing. Um, I'm trying to think of everyone that's on the bill. And there's some like out of towners too. I guess you count as one of the out of towners. I guess I'm officially an out of towner. Damn. Yeah, that's yeah. been. I think five years is long enough to say you live in LA now, right? I guess it is. And then you were you ever really a Seattleite? Oh shit! Were, I don't well, know if, if you... I didn't, if I didn't grow up here, then was I? What are you? What do you? Was I? If you're okay, what 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 does it have to be in order to be a Seattleite? I guess you gotta have like a whole house and family and. Is that know. what it means? Like, I have no idea. Okay, what if you were like I don't know, paying taxes for a time, or if you're like, well, le- um, like government, yeah, I guess or if you're like voting here, I still huh. sometimes they send me King County mail. And do you vote? <laughs> I'm like, damn, can I vote in Seattle <laughs> and L- like what's going on? Jeez, I just got um, out of jury duty. Oh really? Yeah, I just wrote in and said I don't want to do this. And, and you got, got out of it yeah. that easy? You're like, yeah. I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I Okay, I did have to go to jury duty here. Oh, wow. I did. Okay, that means you're a Seattleite. Am I a Seattleite? <laughs> <laughs> Am I officially? I do remember having to. I didn't have to. They, like, let me leave because I was like, because of being here, I will, like, not get paid at my job. Mm. So they're like, okay, just go. Be like, I'm going to write about this in my music then. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, yeah. Let me go write about this. Wait, what is it? If you're from Oregon, what do you call it then? Oregonian. Oregonian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Close. You're really close. Shit. Yeah. Oregonian. Okay. Uh-huh. So you're an Oregonian, though. But would you just? Yeah, like I don't really know what I am. But you're not part of like the Oregon. Are you part of the Oregon music scene at all? Like, do people? God, no. People aren't like, oh my gosh. I don't even know what. Like, I guess yeah, if you think Amine, of the Oregon music. If you think of the Oregon music scene, are you thinking of more Portland? I have no Oregon idea. I haven't been to Port- yeah. I haven't been to Oregon enough to even know anything about. I went there one time. I drove to LA for my tour yeah. and when I was in P- Portland, I saw these homeless people fighting and that's about So that's the only thing I think when I think of Portland, I just think of these this fucking man they're and They're having a brawl. Yeah, it was just this lady and this guy and they're just like they obviously had some type of relationship or something. Mm. But they're like going at it in the streets and it was wild. Yeah. They're both homeless, though. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Huh. So, that's all. I When I think of Portland, I think of that. Yeah, I don't I don't know very much about the Oregon music scene. Yeah, I just know Amine. Is Amine? No. Amine? 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 You know who I'm talking about, though? Well, I, I feel like I do know that name, but yeah. I don't know. He's like one of the... He's like definitely like an... I think he's probably like an A-list artist, right? Really? He has like a Puma deal now. You got to be pretty big to have a Puma deal. Okay. You don't know. Um, oh, you should. This is gonna be on a podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't know. Do you know Macklemore? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so yeah, you're performing. You got some songs out. Mm-hmm. You're about to release a project. And uh, any yeah, anything anything else you want to cover? Uh. I don't think so. I'm coming back for Capitol Hill Block Party <gasps> too. Oh my gosh, you gotta come back on and maybe I can figure out these lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're cool though. I like the lights. Well thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we're about yeah, like I said, we're about eighty percent done. You're the first person in here beside yeah, you're the first person, not even like a client's been in here yet, so Really? Yeah, you've you've literally blessed this space. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, so you you left this place with a very ethereal. How can I not say it? You got this ethereal. Yes, ethereal feeling. Yes. God, I feel you it got in my it. guts. Yeah. <laughs> ethereal. Ooh. Wow. Perfect. Well, um, uh, I end the podcast by asking if you have any advice for up and coming artists, creators, Ooh. influencers. Hmm. I feel like we, it's it's interesting because marketing and things like that are, it's always changing. Mm-hmm. But as we're 
I feel like we're moving into a new age where it's become even more important to just be yourself, like be who you are um, instead of like, I don't know. How do, I, how do I put it? Wow, that's like, there's so many different things I could say. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing is to be yourself and to stand strong for your vision and what it is. Because whatever you're making, whatever you're creating, it is totally you. It's totally you. And that's what the world is looking for is connecting to other people. And they can only connect to you if you are being yourself and who you are there we go Mm -hmm. uh what is the easiest way for people to reach you to reach me um like to in what way just like check out my music like social security number oh yeah like all of that right (laughs) um well like you can find me on social media like all the platforms under my name maya mancer yeah that's i don't think anyone else has that name no that's is that even a normal way to spell Maya? Can't be. No, no, it's not. And it is the real spelling. Wow. Yeah. My mom just having a good time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was, I guess it's a Finnish spelling. M&M. Did you ever get called M&M? I did. And uh, then my middle name is Mari. No so way. It was, M-M-M. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Maya Mari Manser. No joke. That's just like a tongue twister. It's it's yeah well, it took a long time as a child for me to like be okay with it <laughs> <laughs> like i was just like can i just have a more simple name but now i love it there we go yeah M-M-M. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i know cool. well yeah. uh, this has been the nas podcast i guess this way yeah the cameras yeah. this is the nas podcast with my answer and we did it